0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to O23 Radio. We have a very special bonus episode for you today, and I think that you are going to really enjoy it. So this episode, it was recorded actually um, in 2021, so at least six months ago now, it was towards the end of 2021, after Jordan, Jordan and I returned from an ayahuasca ceremony that we had participated in over the weekend. Um, You'll hear us talk about in the beginning how we were so exhausted that we didn't really spend too much time processing it together afterwards and decided to um, kind of just hit the record button and process it live together so other people could learn from what we learned and and possibly have their own takeaways from our experiences. Now, you might be asking, why are we sharing this? Why is this important at 0 And really what the uh, main point of sharing this is is to demonstrate really the range of healing, right? We talk about healing in, as O23 coaches, We the word we're not afraid to use. We talk about healing, we talk about suffering and how we are all suffering to some degree. And um, the return from suffering back to optimal is a healing process. So we talk about in O23, that all of our processes as adults, all of the progress we want to make happen in the form of healing (laughs) as children we develop and as adults, we heal the things that didn't develop properly. So, um, at, you know, obviously what we uh, do primarily is focus on nutrition, sleep, movement and mindset, daily lifestyle habits, behaviors, and decisions. And this demonstrates the range of healing that starts with very simple things that we talk about all the time of, uh, basic mindset meditation practices, AM and PM rituals, um, getting to uh, developing a better relationship with your food, right? Those are the beginning stages, but this kind of shows what the end range would look like for someone who's been developing for a while and is looking to really um, make bigger strides from an emotional and spiritual standpoint. Well, really, it's also physical and mental as well, but emotional and spiritual specifically. So, I think it's important for everyone to just have um, an understanding of what that that range could look like, and it's not that we expect everybody to, uh, you know, work their way towards plant medicine ceremonies, Um, however, it's something that um, we talk about openly, and um, if it ever feels called to you, that we encourage you to at least um, look into it and and acknowledge that calling. So anyway, I think it's a really important conversation to share. And I would encourage you to please um, listen to the entire thing through. We're going to start by just giving some basic background of why we made the decision and what this means and um, the beginning stages of the experience. And then at the end, we really get into some, some bigger takeaways and some really deep stuff that's um, very important. So I encourage you to listen all the way through. Lastly, what I'd like to say is that um, when we started recording, we were fresh out of ceremony and just really talking openly and freely, which is one of the things that this medicine allows you to do. And uh, I started sharing towards the end some, some things that I was working on that day and some takeaways. And I mentioned a few times um, my father. And I just wanted to be clear that um, although I talk about some things that may sound like we maybe don't have a, like a great relationship or things weren't weren't great in our past, not that that would be you know anything to be ashamed of or whatnot, it was true, but I did want to be clear that um, uh, I was talking about some kind of deeper nuanced things uh, from, from my past that are like you know just literally coming to light. And um, I wanted to just take a moment to say that um, I've said many times that I've been blessed, to, I believe I've, I have the greatest father in the world, and uh, he's shown me everything I've, I need to know about being a father myself. And we have a, a, we've always had a great relationship, we still do have a great relationship. Um, some of the things we talk about was just kind of shedding light on the just typical um, male, male to male relationship emotional barriers that exist in, mo- in many father son relationships, probably m- overwhelming majority of father son relationships in our culture, and just how even though it may seem small, it may not even be able to recognize that it, that it's there when there is space and, and gaps. It can really um, uh, make both parties feel uh, disconnected from each other. So that's all I'm sharing. And um, I wanted just to be really clear that uh, I have nothing but absolute unconditional love for my father. And um, I don't think he's going to listen. But if he does, I love you, Dad. And uh, there's... Um, anyway, that's that. So please enjoy this episode. I'm not going to talk any longer. It's already long enough, but I promise you, you will enjoy it. Listen all the way to the end. And enjoy this conversation with... Jordan and I. All right, let's do this. Jordan, my brother, welcome. Welcome. First first time in studio. First time us having a a recorded podcast in this format in, in in the flesh, so yeah, it feels a
1: little bit feels a little better being in studio doing this uh, right next to you as opposed to a uh, you know a little Zoom call yes. across the continent. So mm-hmm. uh, I'll take it. I'm Happy to be here.
0: Good, cool, well, yeah. I um, I'm very excited for the conversation. Um, it, uh, so this is going to be kind of probably like a, a bonus episode of of our podcast, just because it's not the typical discussion. But um, this past weekend we had. Jordan and I um, participated in an ayahuasca experience and it was quite profound. We each had, you know, our own individual journey and experience in uh, in different ways. And, uh, you know, afterwards we were so exhausted and kind of overwhelmed by it. I mean, we shared obviously and, and um, you know, hit, hit some of the key points and things like that, but basically decided that it was best to just take some time and process a little bit yesterday and then come back to the together, throw, a, you know, throw the recorder on and, and unpack it a little bit live and in person. So it just kind of feels raw and authentic and people can kind of get a, for, for us, per, for me personally, so we can re-listen and, and relearn from the lessons and then for other people that might uh, get some
1: takeaways as well. Yeah, definitely. I think it's such a, interesting topic with mm-hmm. the you know ayahuasca plant medicine all of these things to uh, you know have a couple of people you know in the, the fitness space in the world that we live in just to share our experiences what we got from mm-hmm. it because as valuable as they are for us there's value here for other people as well right. so it's uh, excited to yeah unpack this more with you uh, for my own sake and uh, and excited to have any uh, you know other people here uh, listen and be able to to relate
0: yeah man all right cool so um, before we go so I, I just kind of realized this for anyone that is not familiar with ayahuasca, um, I, I I won't go into a whole big long thing, but it is a it's a plant medicine that's based um, from the Amazon jungle. Uh, it's I guess the the origination of it is in the origins of it is uh, mostly Peruvian Peru and um, and there's other uh, tribes that practice in, in Brazil and things like that but it's been around for it's been in their lineage for thousands of years and it's a combination of the ayahuasca vine and a leaf that now i can't remember the name of but they boil it into a tea and um through the combination of these two plants they don't uh, the plants alone don't have any sort of um psychedelic or or spiritual effect but combined they do and um It From a a chemical standpoint, it helps release in the body what's called DMT, which is in our our pineal gland. Uh, DMT is something that we we release when we sleep. We also release when we die, actually. And um, to have a DMT experience, there's other ways of having DMT experiences, other psychedelics. Psilocybin mushroom is another um, popular one and another one that I've worked with in ceremony. Um, DMT, uh, you can actually... um, even uh, use DMT uh, alone. it's usually smoked. Um, but anyway there's there's a lot of other resources out there on this stuff that so we won't spend too much time going into that but so you can find a lot. Um, one of my favorite places to start I, the, I think my favorite documentary is called um, it's called a, a Song that calls you Home. It's on Gaia TV. If any listeners have Gaia TV, or I think you can find it online. Did you ever end up watching that one? Never got that one because okay.
1: I don't have Gaia TV. Okay. But I did 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 give it a research on cool. it elsewhere.
0: And um, there's one. Uh, Nature of Ayahuasca is another one on YouTube, I believe that's for free. And then if you just search around, you'll find uh, several others. So um, we won't go too much more into that. But um, yeah, Jordan, why don't you tell us a little bit about you know how this came, you know, why we decided to do this?
1: Yeah. So this is something for me that I, you know, if you would have asked me two years ago, if I would ever be doing an ayahuasca ceremony, I honestly would have said, hell no, like not a chance. And so this is something that I would say started in the last, well, year and a half or so since uh, really being more connected with, with you, Brian, and, and your crew and everything, um, talking about your experiences. And over the last bit, hearing you guys talk about how profound and how uh, much impact these had on your lives every time you went through and, and did these plant medicine mm-hmm. ceremonies, mm-hmm. um, how much they, they, they affected you in such a positive way. And it just, it's had me curious for a while and it's had me, uh, eager to have the opportunity to try and, and experience it for myself because I've been going down this, spiritual journey for a little bit now. And you just hear about the impacts of, of these types of things and how they can, can mm-hmm. amplify mm-hmm. that. And so it, uh, it was one of those things that I had in mind that I knew I wanted to do at some point. Yeah. And it's like, I knew when the opportunity to rise is in, you know, especially with, uh, with us at 0 kind of the, the main three of us that we've been, you know, since the beginning, we always kind of had it in our mind. We were going to do it together at mm-hmm. some point. Right. Right. And so it, it was never really a, uh, we, we didn't have it prioritized or it wasn't necessarily a thing that's like, oh, we're doing this now. But just through a, you know, a little bit of a circumstance that we'll get to in a second here, I, um, it you know, became a, a thing that was happening right now within about two weeks or so. Yeah. It was like uh, we're, we're planning it. We're making yes. it happen. It's, it's, uh, it's going down. So um, for me, it was just a really cool... Uh, exploration of myself and expansion of like just being op- so open-minded. It's mm-hmm. like a, it's the pr- it was like a practice of being open-minded for me because, in the past, I was quite close-minded to this stuff. Um, it's like what kind of weird hippy dippy people <laughs> do these plant medicine, psychedelic experiences, and in, in these things, and uh, and and so actually going through and and going through something like this was a it's, a, it's a, something I'm really proud of not even for like what I got from it, just for the fact that I'm willing to do this. So it's, uh, so that's kind of how I got here Mm -hmm. um, was just, again, hearing experiences of the people that I trust and and look up to talking so highly of it. It's like, well, there must be something here. We got to try this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. And you should be proud. Um, It's something that, and i actually was just talking with uh, a cousin of mine this morning cuz i was i was sharing with him the other day after i got back I, I reached out to him just felt like i wanted to share some things and we went back and forth a little bit and he was like you know i, I don't know if i'd ever do that I'm, you know it's to just kind of face myself like that is scary thing and, and it is right it's to um and again the what the the, the basically the point of these medicines are is to en- en- enable yourself to face yourself in a way that you, you can't do consciously really, like you can't do on your own. You just come face to face with yourself, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything in between and really like process and, um, make sense of all of your feelings and emotions and your past and your present situations in a way that, you know, we, we just can't otherwise. And, um, it is quite scary people you know most people will go to the edges of the earth to do and do anything but really look themselves in the mirror with with like no way to to escape really not to make it sound like you're like it's trapping you but you're you're in it for five six hours at least and you, you the things you can normally shove away you you just can't and um So there's, uh, it can be a roller coaster ride and everybody knows that coming in. So it it can be quite frightening. My first experience, I was um, terrified myself. This was a few years ago now, but I was quite terrified myself and, uh, you know, for the same reasons. And I think there is definitely some pride to be had in in the willingness to do that kind of work. So, Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so originally it was going to, um, so it just quick backstory for those that don't know, uh, me, you and Matt have been working together, uh, on O two, three as the the kind of three main leaders in the, in the company for, um, a few years now. And for most of the journey it has been, it was just the three of us, Mm -hmm. right? And we we were building this thing from the ground up and it was you know, like any other new business venture, up and down and yeah. sideways and lots of changes. It was and a twist. spiritual journey. For a, us. Right, right, yeah. right. We were all developing as as men, as you know, brothers, as leaders in all different ways. And um um recently uh, Matt has was presented with an opportunity to um step into a, a different business, but something that is like Absolutely perfectly aligned with all of his talents and abilities, and um, really, you know, it, it, with his degree and everything, like it's a, like a dream scenario for him. And um, it, it, it's definitely a bummer to me and, and to you. I know that, mm-hmm. but it, it is outside of this vision now, and um, and he's going to be moving on into into that and with our full support obviously i'm incredibly happy for him um and uh but with this sort of changing of um dynamic i guess in the team in the team we knew that he was going to be finishing this month with us and, and all those things mm-hmm. we like i think kind of like right on a zoom call just at one of our meetings a short notice like hey you, i think you said right yeah. is there any the, the ceremonies coming off you know we should do something before before this happens and um we pretty much all like immediately agreed, like yeah, hell yeah, let's do it. And uh, I knew there was one coming up that we had the ability to attend. Um, unfortunately, because Matt's new opportunity was moving quickly and um, he had to leave state, it's out of st- um, out of state, and all these things. It turned out that he wasn't going to be able to actually join us in the ceremony. So, um, which was you know a bummer, but it it was all good, and we we understood and everything like that but uh but so it turned out it's gonna be gonna be you and i and um so we uh i guess that's just like the background right did i miss anything there
1: no i think again just talking about the quick development of this where it's like it was one of those things that when the time came when it called like i was ready to jump and mm-hmm. it, it this was the time mm-hmm. and obviously yeah like we it would have been amazing to have matt there like it being this uh kind of changing the guards yes. and like in, you know ch- transitioning on but the big thing that i was hoping to get out and I think I got even more so than I ever did was just this um like male bonding like brotherhood experience mm-hmm, right. and it's something that like grown like as an athlete grown up you get that in the locker room and mm-hmm. in different you know aspects but there's very much a uh, a surface level to that type of interaction that this just blows the, yeah. <laughs> blows the yes. th- the walls off and so um yeah. Like Brian with you and I doing it together and everything was, um, yeah, really just such a powerful experience doing it with you and being mm-hmm. able to connect with like, another man in a way that, um, I've never had the opportunity to do before. And it's just, right. uh, and it really was something that was just such a yeah, powerful transformative experience that I'm excited to see what we reap the benefits yeah. of going forward and everything. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, with that, I, Getting into the intro of the kind of experience for you. Yeah. Um, obviously, this is something you have more experience with than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, you've done, you know, uh, the ayahuasca grandmother a, a few times. But um, leading into this one in particular, what was the experience? What was the kind of feeling going into this one for you? And then how did it kind of start off in, in that journey?
0: So I was very excited. Uh, I was excited for you. I, I did want, you know, I, I know through this work that you can't set expectations for other people you can't um, you know I, of course I wanted you to come and have you know a life-changing experience and all these things but I, I had to detach myself from that and just focus on my own work and what I was there to do. Um, I was pretty fresh off one just from last month which is was much shorter of a break than I would normally take um, but you know the opportunity was here and I left the last one feeling feeling really really good. I was able to share that experience with my wife actually it was our first time together her first experience. And um, it was, you know, phenomenal, phenomenal for us. And, uh, but I just kind of had the juice flowing and the momentum going. And um, I, I was, I was ready to get back. Um, yeah. So there was, uh, there was nerves f- as always. However, this was actually, so this is probably, uh, probably like my 10th plant medicine ceremony and i've done some other psychedelic ceremonies probably like my fifteenth, 16th ceremony overall in, in about two years and this was the first time where there really wasn't like fear you know there's nerves and all these things but there wasn't fear and that felt good to me and i kind of i think i shared with you early in the week i almost was like or actually now now i'm just realizing this this prediction was correct where I told you it's like, I think it's going to be kind of intense like I just feel like it's going to be like a bring it on sort of feeling and um and just realizing now and I'll share obviously why but that that was came to be true and uh and I was ready for that in the past I would have been like oh man I don't know this is going to be tough like maybe you know am I prepared enough and, and all this stuff and um this time I was like all right I'm ready to, you know whatever she's got for me I'm ready and uh and I was excited for you like like we said and um, yeah, I think that pretty much, pretty much sums it up. Uh, that, that was a, like a major difference though, for me, Th- that feeling was, was much, was a bigger difference than, than you might think. Um, and how about you?
1: Well, first off, I'll say you're welcome. Cause I'm sure that was because of me being there. Yeah. So um, I was like, well, totally Jordan's like, here, so Jordan's I'm not scared. Got me, so he's got like me, he's, he's going to uh, sit right next yeah, to me. So <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. For that one. But, <laughs> uh, going into it, I... I had a little bit of mix of like, yeah, a little bit of nerves. And I've heard of, again, like the, the depth of these and the work that comes of it. But in a way, I almost felt like I had like a, like a childlike curiosity mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. what was going to come. Mm-hmm. It's like I, like I knew it was going to be hard and I know I can handle hard things. Mm-hmm. And like I knew it was going to be deep and be the work. And I knew that I love looking at myself and seeing and the growth that comes from this. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there was obviously nerves because it was just unknown. Like I have no idea what to actually expect Mm -hmm. and no one can prepare you for, and after going through it, no one can prepare Mm -hmm. you for what you're going to experience. And there was just an excitement about what's possible here. Mm -hmm. Like what's going to come. And like, yeah, there was definitely times of nerves and all these things, but it um, partially because it happened so quick because there wasn't really time to do it everything just fell into place. And yeah, I was just very excited to get in it and to get, uh, you know, to get at it. Like, I think the nerves were almost more about the, just the waiting. Yeah, It's like, I just wanted to start. Like, I just want to get in here and see what's, uh, see what it's all about and, uh, and go from there. So yeah, generally I'd say it was just a feeling of excitement and, um, yeah, you know, just for what, for what was going to be.
0: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, man. Um, I could sense that in you too, Mm -hmm. that, which was good. You weren't like, you know,
1: it wasn't like you were like, I don't
0: know, like second guessing anything or whatever, which so. Yeah, and I think part it of it was
1: leaning into like the naivety of like, of not knowing. Yeah. It's like I, I did some research and I think I intentionally didn't go super deep mm-hmm. because I wanted it to be something that was, uh, you know, fairly fresh. It's like I could create my own experience versus hearing what other people's are and then trying to fit that. Right. right. So, so I went into that and I think it worked, uh, worked really well. And it doesn't
0: matter anyway, like no matter how much you research and learn, like, cause this was what I learned. I was researching for years before my first one and you, you there's no possible way you could like put into words. So like you can watch as many documentaries and podcasts as you want to get an idea. But until you actually in, in commune with the medicine and it's in you, there's, like, you don't know until that moment. Yeah. So, um, so what we'll do here is we'll, we'll kind of do a little play-by-play, breakdown. There was essentially you know, two servings. There was a first cup, a second cup. And then there was um, two medicines to finish, one called Sananga and one called Hape. So we'll kind of just like walk through those a little bit if there's any specific moments during each of these that stood out to you or any realizations, takeaways, things like that. And then we'll kind of like wrap it all up with the, the big takeaways at the end and, and things like that. So... Um, and, and you know, just to remind the audience, we we did have a quite different experience, right? And that's, I mean, it's always going to be the case. We were, uh, you know, a foot away from each other. But it's like, you know, there's as well certain aspects. I'm sure we were in different worlds. Different planets. Different yeah. planets, exactly. Um, and just um, the experience that I've had, you know, even if, if we were both there for the first time, my experience would have been, very different like these kind of build on each other i've been peeling away layers for for a few years now so that allowed some different things to take shape um so we'll both share the differences there um but so let's give me an an idea all right we take the first cup sit back lights are off There's sound bowls start coming out, gongs, music, things like that. Tell me a little bit about what's going on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So before that, just to give everybody else a bit of an idea, because I had no idea of what that like ceremony means. Like we talk about uh, the, the ceremony of this and like the setting. Um, cause just the setting of this, like we were in a, in a, in a yoga studio, it was indoors mm-hmm. and essentially it's like you have your, your, your yoga mat, your little, this is your little, whatever it is, you mm-hmm. know, four by two square rectangle, you got your blankets and pillows and everything, and you're just surrounded by other people. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that was just so amazing to me was walking into this room and just the amount of love that mm-hmm. oozes out from these communities it's everyone is here to heal mm-hmm. everyone is here to grow and to really get into this and like the second you walk in every person is walking around giving you a hug yes and like telling you that that, that like so happy that you're here mm-hmm. and all of these things you feel that mm-hmm. and it's uh the, the container the environment is something that doesn't exist in most areas mm-hmm. of our lives. Right. And so that alone is medicine. Yes. That alone is right. like is so powerful to just be around. Yes. Um that that type of connection, that type of thing. Yeah. And, and, you,
0: and you know you're safe right away. Exactly. And you're safe like physically safe, but also like I'm safe to be vulnerable here, mm-hmm. I'm safe to share here, like I'm here to heal, which yeah. means I'm, you know, good bed in between and everybody here is doing the same thing. There's yeah. no there's no judgment, right? It's very accepting. Exactly. Yeah. You know
1: right away that other people aren't judging you and then you don't have to judge yourself Mm -hmm. and it allows you to just go to these other places into this level of like stripped down that you can't do otherwise when you're like constantly having this guard up and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, just a little setting and stuff. We, we got there, we everyone like intermingling and stuff. And it was uh, probably about, uh, you know, two hours or so of just kind of that intermingling, setting the space, everything's getting set up, getting prepared. And then, yeah, we're getting into this, this first cup. And so, um, yeah, you walk up, you, uh, you're going around in the circle. Everyone's going to take your cup of, uh, of this delicious drink. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, for those, yeah, yeah. Like you can try not to go. Yeah. The, you know. Yeah. Um, this very earthy drink. Yes. And then, uh, yeah, you could take a, take a little lap around and come back to your spot and then it's basically just sitting back and waiting for what's to happen. Mm-hmm. And again, this being my first experience, not really knowing what to expect, like what is, what is it when you're in it, mm-hmm. um, type of thing. And so my first cup, uh, after the second cup, very much realizing didn't take me to the full depth of it. And, uh, and it's funny because I found myself questioning, like, is it working? Mm-hmm. Like, is it, is it, is it doing its thing? And then it was the conclusion of like, if you have to thi- <laughs> if you have to wonder if it's working, it's probably not working. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that said, it was still a really awesome experience because it's about an what, hour and a half?
0: I, I think so. Oh, that you're then. from like the first cup Yeah. Of that, about that long. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And still the, the environment is so incredible. It's so, like laying down with an eye mask on. Um, the gongs, the sound bowls, the, the singing mm-hmm. of the uh, the facilitators in that space, and for me, that first one was basically felt like a very, very enhanced, like deep meditation. Mm-hmm. So for mm-hmm. people who meditate, um, where you're still like you know on this planet, you know you're still you're still here, but it's like an enhanced um, space of that. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that first cup, I was just feeling this like oozing of love mm. and. All I could think about were the the people in my life, um, you know, the, the people I have like back home, you know, you, the, the people in the room, everyone was just this, this, yeah, this oozing of love for everything that I have in my life. And, um, and that was kind of the start of it. And then from there, it allowed me this opportunity to actually think a little bit more about kind of what's going on. Because okay. once I was in on the second cup, there's no thinking going yeah, yeah. on. It's all like, you're just responding, you're feeling, mm-hmm. um, and so it allowed me to kind of think about it, which uh, there, there were some things that came up, and it uh, you know I was asking myself some questions and in, in all of these these different spots, and I think more of that will come through after we kind of go through the, yeah. the whole experience. But the first one didn't really hit me, and uh, and it was funny because the guy beside us there he mentions that like oh his first time through and he's like oh I didn't get anything I didn't feel yeah. anything at all. First
0: first I think it's six ceremonies. Yeah yeah like he came here six times sat there for six <laughs> hours or whatever and and nothing did it, you know did nothing. And I was like I was like. Oh shit! I hope yeah. that doesn't happen to Jordan. He just flew all the way from Canada, yeah. and all of a I'm like, you know, I, I didn't even like really consider that. I, yeah. I, I I I remembered when he said that 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 you know I know that
1: that's possible. Yeah, and then I, you know I was like, oh no, I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> so so yeah, first cup again. Like it uh, it wasn't anything crazy, but I came into this knowing that I was going to get exactly what I needed, mm-hmm. and so it wasn't I wasn't upset or I wasn't mm-hmm. pressuring it. It was just okay. This is what it is. That was still cool. That was still mm-hmm. uh that was still a good experience and whatever else comes, like I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. So for me that was basically the first cup, which yeah, we like to say it's about an hour and a half. They kind of bring the lights or the, the bring the lights back up just a touch and then they, they start moving to the second one. And so um I haven't heard this first cup experience type thing for for you at all. So yeah. over to, to you. After that first one, what was it uh, what was it really feeling Yeah.
0: Um so so yeah, I also like I shared with you, but you know, I really wanted to make sure I wasn't getting caught up in your experience. Right. I checked in with you a few times towards the end of the first cup. I was like, How you feel? and you were like, Oh yeah, not, not too much whatever. And I was like, okay, but I didn't, I didn't freak, you know, I wasn't getting too worried. I, I was really confident that would change and, or that it was supposed to happen either way. Um, but for me it was, it was really, um, again, I think because I came in without fear this time or as much fear, I was able to very gently move into it. And, uh, it so i left off last month feeling very so you know the so the grandmother spirit grandmother they call grandmother ayahuasca it's a very um in most cases people will experience a a distinct you know second spirit in them that they can sort of converse with right and it's not like a conversation like we're having now it's like a You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, you can't really put in words, but it's like, there's another spirit in your body that you're, you're, um, communicating with. And I left, I feel like we left last month, on like really good terms, so to speak, you know, like it was, it was very, I was building a lot of trust in her and she was showing, you know, she was telling me, you know, this is, do not be afraid trust me. I, I, you know, I can just, just feel it. Just, just like, just dance with me, sort of speak. And, um. That's, I left last month feeling this, like, I was just in this flow afterwards, you know? I was just, like, sort of dancing with the universe through life and, and feeling that. And uh, it took me a while to get there last month. And normally, basically every ceremony that I get to, I eventually realize at some point, oh, yeah, I forgot, like, this is, this is how it's supposed to feel. It's supposed to be, like, this flow, this dance, it's up, it's down, it's happy, it's sad, it's all these things, but it's just, like, life. It's the rhythm of the universe, and it's this give and take and push and pull and exchange. And um, and I always kind of, like, finish ceremonies there, but it, like, takes me a lot of work to get there and remember. It's like a surrender to the flow as opposed to trying to control. I usually, like, I'll lay there, I'll sit there, I'll try to be, like, real still and, like, all right, what was my intention? Let me think about, you know, what am I trying to get out of this? Like, think, like, everything that pops into my head is, like, what does that mean? Okay, let me just analyze this. And i didn't do that this time at all i went like as soon as it took a while the first bowls and gongs i wasn't getting much but i was just kind of breathing and, and sitting tall and then uh you know uh, some icaros starts some chanting with the with some beat and some drumming and and i kind of just like fell right into the beat right away and all of a sudden i was, I was in the dance right off the bat and i was like all right here we go and and uh she like remind you know it was like right off the bat and she's kind of like telling me like see you know trust me like you remember i like just, just trust me. Just trust me. Let, let's do this dance to, today. I'll take you wherever you need to go. I'm gonna show you everything you need to see, and just, just don't doubt it. Just surrender to it. And um, that was was really good for me. And I was like, again, like a, a win for me. I saved myself hours of struggle to get there, you know, and just like and just surrendered to it. And uh, and it was just it was very gentle. It was light, and I was really focused on staying out of the analytical mind so like things were coming in and out of my mind but I wasn't like what does that mean let me write this down like what would this what, you know what should I do with this information you know I was just letting it like kind of come and go and trusting that anything that was important was getting in there and would be available when I need it and not to like overanalyze and that was allowing me to stay in that flow so it was you know it was very gentle I was getting some visuals I was able to see a lot of colors you know the, the different um, bowls and gongs and things that the sound waves I would be able to see the colors that were coming out and I could see I could actually like see my spine in internally as I was sta- sitting taller and being sort of elongated by the music I could see the different chakras opening and the light kind of coming feeling like it was coming out of me and uh, it was just like a very pleasant beautiful like I could stay here forever kind of thing you know um, and uh, one one uh, yeah, I guess I'll share a little takeaway here. I guess like the main takeaway for me for the first cup was, you know, with through that, I, because um, I, I was still catching myself, though, being like, um, what, what should I do here? Should I sit? Should I lay? Should I dance a little? Like the music's picking up. Like I'm kind of like dancing a little bit. Should, should I do that? Like what what Like what's right here? What am I supposed to be doing? And. I, and I do that a lot in my life, right? So this is what I was learning. I'm like, I do that all the time. Sh- what should, I be, should I be reading right now? Should I be journaling? Should I be stretching? Should I be breathing? You know, like, or should I just, like, relax? Or should I write something? I mean, whatever it is. And um, I I was getting the message of, like, it's all right. It's, all, like, whatever I want to do right now is all right. It's all right. And then I was, like, kind of saying it over and over because I was switching positions and all that stuff. And I was like, it's all right. It's all right. And then I started to, like, slow down that, that phrase and and kind of stretch it out a little bit too it is all right like it is all right everything is right like what you're feeling in your body always is right like I your body always has the answers if it wants to move move if it wants to be still be still Uh, and it is all right and I, I that kind of became a theme throughout the day and I'll share more about it as we go but once that was in my mind, I just was like, kind of it became like my mantra for the day. It is all right. It's all right. Just feel it. So that was definitely the biggest thing for me in the first
1: cup. Yeah, I love that. It's because I find myself caught in that trap so often as well, where you're caught between these two options, with multiple options, whatever it is. And the reality is, you can choose any of them and they're all right. Yes, exactly. And when you choose and you focus on that one, it's always right. Yep. And, and not yeah.
0: second-guessing. Not yeah. like choosing one and being like, oh, maybe I should have done the other thing. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like it's all right. Yep. It's all right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No,
1: that's right. perfect. And it's uh, it's funny because my girlfriend will attest to my uh, um, issues with that lately. I just bought a new pair of skis and the bindings I put, the ski bindings I put on, I was second-guessing myself. Mm-hmm. all crazy, <laughs> <greatness. laughs> right. Couldn't decide. I right. couldn't pick. Yep. Picked one second-guessing it. And it just drives you insane. Yeah, so. <laughs> right. But uh, it's me- all right. It's all right. Yep. And the
0: music, so the music... Uh, When I'm watching the facilitators play the music and they're not playing like rehearsed songs, they're kind of like feeling the energy of the room. That was a
1: question I was going to ask you actually. So, do they rehearse that? That's all like everything is by feel. Yeah, everything's by feel. And now that you know, there's certain songs that
0: will be played, you know, that they play often. Yeah, but the pace of them and the tempo Mm -hmm. and the 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 Icaros, which are like the chants that, that come through are all kind of feeling the energy of the room and what it needs and what's coming through the facilitators and the one gentleman who is the kind of the lead on the musicians I, I remember watching him last time and the the watching him play it's just like it's just they they make an, you know they they make it hit a note and it's immediately a thing of the past they're not the the only thing that matters is the next note the next note the next you know it's just it's all right like they're not saying oh man that one sounded bad i, I shouldn't have done that i shouldn't they're not beating themselves up it's just it's a flow it's a rhythm they're feeling it they're feeling it. yeah they mess some things up here and there but then it's just it's on to the next one um it's like it's like radical um forgiveness for yourself like what, whatever boom. you know you're not second guessing you're not overthinking it's just you know on to the next one just moving it's like a it's a pace and a rhythm you can
1: bring to your life you know if you if I believe if you can really get in this, yeah, because that was one of the most incredible things I noticed was the the feeling of the music, mm-hmm. and it's it always felt like it was exactly the right mm-hmm. thing that was supposed to be like what mm-hmm. I needed to feel. Yes, and uh, and that's why I was yeah really curious of like is this part like obviously they have the arc that they're trying to move through, mm-hmm. but again the songs and all this it literally they're just feeling it also. Yeah, they're yeah. feeling
0: it out, yeah. and and uh, yeah, that's why and then but it's a give and take cuz it's like a simultaneous feel because sometimes it'll get kind of slower and deeper and darker and you'll hear people purging and crying and you know it's like kind of intense and they're kind of bringing the the room that's what the that's where the room's headed and then mm-hmm. the music kind of guides us right through that and then as they you know the, then the music kind of guides us back out of that to some more lighter filled stuff um, but yeah it's it's like is the Is the energy of the room dictating the music? Is the music dictating the energy of the room? It's kind of one and the same. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a, it's, it's like a, you know, it's like our emotions and our, it's like our body and our mind, like which one's really running the show. It's like, they're both kind of running the show together. You know, it's like a, a constant, um, a constant balance, so. Um, yeah I'm glad you were able to experience because sometimes I remember too the first couple times I'm like I feel like I'm controlling the music almost <laughs> like my emotions are like controlling the music this is like weird this yep. is crazy but it was really
1: you know the other way yeah, I, or it's kind of both you know exactly and yeah. they just know so well what people need and yes they need to, yeah exactly uh, you know, hit that so yeah
0: um cool so yeah then uh but yeah so I was in it but it wasn't super deep you know I was very gentle but I felt I felt ready for the second cup I didn't think I was I told you going in last my first ever grandmother, I was like, I probably could have done two cups or a cup and a half at the second serving. Cause it was maybe just a little bit light. And, uh, I was like, if that's the same this time, I may do it. But I ended up deciding that it was perfect. You know, I knew it was going to go deeper for a second, but I didn't need to go like crazy. Yeah. You know, I was like just in a perfect place. So, um, I guess that's probably where we'll go next. Yeah. yeah. So I, uh, that's what I, I, I told the facilitator. I was like no. I said, I said we're actually, her and I are communicating really well right now, and it feels just, it feels just right on. So just give me one same game me first time around, and and that's what I did. I think you ended up doing a little more, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So was, how did that conversation go down?
1: Yeah, because basically the first time I noticed him giving everyone about three quarters of a cup. Like it wasn't yeah. a full, full or anything like that. So about three quarters of this little little plastic cup first time around. Um, come up and he asked me, he's like, yeah, how was that? And I was like, yeah, it was good. It was a little bit light. Like I didn't make like nothing crazy. And, uh, and he's like, okay, well, do you want to go deeper? And I was like, yeah. And, uh, and like, I would, I would love to. And he's like, okay, well, do you want to go deeper? And I was like, I'm here, let's go. <laughs> and, uh, and so yeah, he ended up giving me a, like a cup and a half, cup and three quarters. Like he basically yeah. gave me one. He's like, come back for more, filled up probably about half of a second one. And so, so yeah, this second cup is where I understood what ayahuasca okay, was. cool. Like it. Yeah. Um, Let's hear that. It, uh, yeah. So it was again this whole. It's it's an interesting thing because it's one moment you're on planet Earth and then one moment you're somewhere else mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's kind of like where does it go? And I know I was I was laying down because my main position for all of this was just laying on my back um, with a little blanket mm-hmm. over me and my my eye mask on and uh, and laying down on my pillow and everything and. Um, I was laying there one moment and then one moment goes and I go to like, feel like my teeth in my mouth, like just on each other, kind of bite down a little bit. And I felt like I had about 14 rows of teeth mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, I think it's working. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, like, I think this is it. Yeah. And so it, um, yeah, going into just the, well, the psychedelic experience of it, where you start to feel this out of body experience, mm-hmm. um, you start to see The sounds, Mm -hmm. like the uh, the 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 gongs and the 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 stringed instruments and the the singing and everything, there's colors that are going on that are matching up with this, and it's it's you can it's like you can feel Mm -hmm. the music, Um, you can see the music. Mm -hmm. That's called by
0: by the way, that's called um, uh, synesthesia. I think is the term when you can see. And some people can actually experience that in real life. Yeah. Actually, my brother who has autism can uh, him and some of the uh, yeah. uh, uh, other people who have that can experience that in full time, which can be very overwhelming. Which is a lot why they kind of stay out of crowded areas and stuff sometimes, just yeah. sensory overload. But yeah. but anyway, sorry. go ahead.
1: Yeah, synesthesia yeah. in these small doses is pretty rad. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, just again with for someone who doesn't have much experience with psychedelics or these types of things. Um, It was just such, like, that alone was just such a cool experience. Um, A little bit terrifying Mm -hmm. because, like, also I go to, like, I had something in my hands because actually I didn't have my mask on at this point. I had my mask in my hands, which Mm -hmm. consciously I know is about, what, six inches wide? And I felt like my hands we're like miles apart, mm-hmm. both touching this thing that is like, <laughs> and I'm like, what? Oh my, where am I? Like, uh, there's no like spatial awareness. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, uh, yeah. A, a kind of disconnect to that. So I can see how some people would have, quote unquote, bad trips mm-hmm. because like there's moments where you want to, um, like, take back control where it's like, oh my, like I need yeah. to latch like, on to like something. Like, never mind. Never uh, mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there really is like a constant surrendering to it mm-hmm. because you don't have control anymore. Mm. You're, you're now in this, uh, this, this, you know, like whether if, again, if we're talking about that's grandmother being in here, showing you this, this new direction, showing you things you need to see. And it's uh, yeah you have to surrender to that. And when you do, it becomes like a really beautiful thing. Yeah, right. It's a, it's a really incredible feeling. And the, <laughs> the one thing that I was consciously thinking as I'm going through, I'm like, this is so incredible. And like I'm, you know, all these thoughts and everything going through, and all I could think to myself is, how the hell am I going to explain this to myself later? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like w- when I come out of this, how am I going to let like Jordan of tomorrow know what any of yeah, this yeah. means? And um, and honestly, there is no way to actually explain it, no. which is why there's no way to to really prepare anyone for mm-hmm. it because it's a feeling, it's an emotion, it's a it's a perspective that only being in it can can give yeah. you, mm-hmm. and so. Yeah, going through this, it was a really cool, like, that whole uh, feeling of it. Um, We're talking on the way over here. It's like, there's that, like, third person where you're, like, looking at yourself from afar. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was in, like, tenth person. Mm. I was, like, looking at myself, looking at myself, looking at myself, looking at myself, looking at myself. And just all of these, like, perspectives of being so zoomed out. And coming to this kind of conclusion of, like, life... Without again, this is all. All of this sounds a little hippy dippy and stuff, but but it's it's like life is just this voice in our head. Mm -hmm. Like that's what we that's what we're operating on every single day. It's what's making our decisions. It's what's responding to the things going around us. And like life is kind of the practice of making that voice say things that we like, (laughs) that make us feel good. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) it's uh, and you know I was going through this thing of like good and bad. Nothing is good or bad. Like, we decide what is good or bad. Mm -hmm. And then every day we make choices to try and move us away from the stuff we think is bad and create more, Mm -hmm. move towards the stuff that's good. And so it's, like, such a simple thing to think about. But it was a perspective and a way of seeing that that I've never seen before. Hmm. Like, those are words I've probably said, but they feel different to me now than they they did before. Mm -hmm. And so this whole second cup, like, kind of experience. Like, this 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 was the ayahuasca experience. Right. Mm-hmm. This was grandmother coming in and, and, you know, talking to me and sharing this. Like I say, there's these, like, multiple perspectives. Like, that's her being in there, at least yes. how I, I yeah. saw it in this. And it's just allow it just allows me to see things so differently, um, even though they're things that I'm doing the exact same day to day. And so, it was a, yeah, it was a really, just powerful experience of, like, kind of gratitude, presence, and, and spirituality. Because, yeah. um, like, I would describe the last couple years really being a spiritual journey for me, and especially, you know, with 0 3 and the work we do, um, it's a component of it, it's a big part, and I feel like I actually, for the first time, have, like, a grasp of what that means, mm, okay. um, and it's something I'm still unpacking and trying to figure out how to, you know, kind of define that. Um, to put into context, to share for other people, but also to make sense of it for yeah, myself. Yeah. That spirituality, I view it as this, it's it's a connection to something bigger. Mm. Like it's a connection to more. Mm-hmm. And so like when you're eating food, it's like, it's the connection of, it's not just the physical act of like, it's going in, digesting, coming out, giving you energy. Yeah. It's the connection, like what is happening here in your body. It's just something bigger. You know, when right. you're moving, when you're working out, for me, like when I'm skiing or whatever it is, there's this like spiritual aspect to what's going on where it's, it's more than just this physical act. Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of the first part. And the second part that I was really looking at um, is it's this idea of figuring out, like practicing alignment. Mm-hmm. It's like figuring out what is you, what mm-hmm. isn't you, and then practicing the things that are. Yes. And and that's like this work of moving forward in the things that feel really, really good to you. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you can have all of these things and, and all this spiritual work. But if you're not applying it in your day-to-day life like that, then it doesn't really matter. Yes. And so, you know, it's, I don't think this find yourself thing ever really happens. But daily, you can practice being the person you know to be the truest yeah, version. Yeah, right. and, and every day, you get new information that helps you refine that again. Yes. It, it helps you change that. You get new experiences where, you know, maybe I messed this one up. Mm-hmm. And that one felt like shit. So I'm not going to do that again. And like that's actually a spiritual practice yes. in like working towards what brings you the most joy what brings mm-hmm. you the most happiness the most fulfillment and uh and everything there and so um actually and again probably the, one of the funny funny things that i came to the conclusion of um i, I mentioned this to, to raj on the way over but um in the first cup i was very analytical like i was, I was yeah. thinking about this and i came to this conclusion i was talking i was talking about thinking about monks because i am thinking spiritual yeah. like monks right and my my, my first conclusion was Monks are functionally useless. Okay. That was my conclusion. That was my conclusion. Because like they go, they sit in their their, their tapestry, wherever they go sit in India and whatever they are. And they basically do nothing. Like they they sit here and they're just like spiritually, they don't apply it anywhere in the real world. It's like functionally useless. And then after my second cup, I'm like, holy shit, I think monks have figured out. (laughs) (laughs) think they know something and because of this like this spiritual enlightenment Mm -hmm. um which is almost it's just a removal of the need for these other things because like life is interpersonal relationships everything that we do is is dependent on these um these relationships we have and that's where also all of the the root of all of our problems come from interpersonal relationships Mm -hmm. and so (laughs) this whole like monk spiritual idea is just removing all of that and then totally tapping into just control over yourself and creating an environment that you have full control over now. And so it's like, after feeling that like spiritual kind of, uh, that feeling, you know, coming out of this, it's like, Holy shit. That's that there's something there where I'm not saying I'm going to go move to India and be a monk Mm -hmm. because I love these interpersonal relationships, but I can understand it now because like you do that enough and you're like, this is how I want to live. Those other things are actually, even like with the good, the bad, they're just distractions from life. Yes. And so what they're doing is just removing all of that and and focusing on developing this within themselves, Mm. their spiritual connection. Yeah. And so for me, I'm passionate about building myself up in a way that I can go and enhance the experience and the relationships and the connections and and the things I do in the real world, um, I don't have any interest to go and, and you know sit on a pillow for the next twenty yeah, years. Yeah, right. But uh, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it was really interesting to have that kind of like uh, that that paradox yes. where I'm like monks are useless, monks know everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. uh, it's like a duality. It's a it's duality. Kind of, yeah. And so so yeah, that was kind of my my first cup experience where it's it just felt very spiritual. Yes. Um, in a sense, like it's a second word. Cup. The second, sorry, yes. second cup, yep. second cup, where there's a lot of things that I can't put into words of what you feel and the perspective that you gain, but it's like, that's it. Right. (laughs) It's like, there's something you can't put your finger on, but like, that's it. Yep. And so it was Uh, yeah, it was a very, very, uh, yeah. um, Impactful experience that I'm very glad I had the opportunity to do. So yeah,
0: that's, that's amazing. Thank you. Um, a couple little things you said there, um, the, the, you mentioned, you know, the conversation in your head, this is a, a few minutes back, but, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, it's all about like my, my, you know, my mind or life is just like this voice in my head that's driving me. And you, like, you know, these things, right? There's these things that we know and we understand to be true For this kind of medicine and this kind of work. I think sometimes people think they're going to have like this, like that the insight and stuff that they're going to get is like from. It, it, they don't really know what to expect from the insight, and they what they what they usually realize is that it, it's actually so simple, right? Like the message that we're, it, we're we're being shown how how simple it is, right? It's all so simple. Like you're in control. You get to decide these things. You are um, the driver in all of this, right? Like you own all of this.
1: Yeah, and that's uh, that's funny you mentioned that because the, the after the first cup, there was one thing I wrote down, and it was I have the power. Yes. And that was the that was the only thing I wrote down. Like that's what came to it. It's like I have the power yes. to control and create whatever I want in my life, mm-hmm. and that's where the second cup really showed like the simplicity of all of this, and that we overcomplicate it. We over what, yeah. whatever it is, we
0: put all these things between uh, some us and the simplicity of it. We make it so complex yeah. when it's really so simple. Um, i mean it 's complex the way it all works, but we don 't need to know that like our actions are simple and clear and and aligned as long exactly. as it 's aligned right yeah um, and so like this thing like I have the power like you said, you could say that any day of the week you could write that you could be a mantra, but like in these cases, you can just like Feel it and understand it in a way that's just, it's normally not accessible. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And the one thing about insights and all these things, insights actually don't change anything, really. Like you get the first ones that kind of change your perspective and stuff. But at the end of the day, after you've been doing this a little bit, insights don't actually make the change. The new actions do. Yes. It's the insights that drive these new actions. And that's what I feel like this was um, kind of that like, that kickstart in a new way where it like, I, I feel called to do new actions, not because they make sense, but because they feel yeah. right. right. they feel like this is what I should be doing, not because anyone's telling me, not because I think it's going to get me somewhere because like that's what's me that's me mm-hmm. that's me and uh, and it's like a, it's a, it's more of a pull compared to um a forcing yeah, of things right. and so that's where like this power that i was I was feeling um was just more way more like yeah
0: so and that was kind of the the next point I was going to hit too is that. It's like you get these insights and or, and and all these things, but then it's the term you kept using before. It's a practice. You have to actually go out and practice doing it. Yeah. And most days, you're gonna fail. Like you would do like practicing anything else. If you're learning an instrument or a sport or whatever, you go out and you screw it up. You until you start getting it right. And this is something we obviously t- talk about a lot at O2.3 Is like all of these things: food, sleep, movement, mindset. These are our daily practices. And we see we you know the first part is getting. Better clarity on it, getting a better understanding of it, being more, you know, figuring out the alignment of what I really want in my life and why. And then it's like, all right, now I have to go practice doing that every day. And that's, I think, a, a simple concept that is missed by by many people because we think like, you know, we're either like on or off or whatever. But it's like, no, I'm gonna just go and get a little bit better at this every day. And every day I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna be uh, reflect and learn and and figure out okay that what's working, what's not. Get you know, drop the things that aren't and get you know, do more of the things that are.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's where I think the spiritual practice is what this really helped me understand mm-hmm. because like food, sleep, movement, those are pretty easy to, to er, sorry, and mindset practice. Sorry. Yeah. But the physical, mental, emotional yes. practices are fairly straightforward. They're just something you do. Mm-hmm. Like you can, you know, you know, unpack things, you do, it, it, those are pretty straightforward. But the spiritual practice, the things of like, like meditating, journaling, affirmations, all of these are, we talk about them as spiritual, but they end up just falling into the other categories basically, because Mm -hmm. they're just things you're doing for the physical aspect for the mental reframe. But this time I, I feel, and this is why I, at times have struggled to be consistent with those. Mm Uh, they fall off and this is like, I felt the spirituality of that where like I'm called to go meditate now because Mm -hmm this feeling, this vibration after that ceremony, like after finishing this, um, like that night, like in it, um, the vibration that I was at, like where I was feeling is something that I've never felt before. Mm -hmm. And I know that's accessible more often. Yes, Like maybe not to that extent in your day-to-day life, but these other practices are how you keep that as as high as possible.
0: You're maintaining that connection to yourself, maintaining that that higher vibration. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's these little things. It's not about like, checking the list that I meditate every day. It's like realizing, okay, I'm losing touch with myself a little bit. That vibration's lowering. What do I need to go do? I need to go meditate. I need to go sit. I need to whatever, spend time, like recognizing what's missing and what the, the action is that's going to bring you back to that place. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So, so yeah, it was a very, very impactful experience. And I think when we go to kind of the, the end summary, there's, there's a little bit more to probably tie those things back up. But, um, but, yeah, now I want to I wanna hear a little bit about you. Cool. So the the second cup, again, like you, you mentioned that you actually took, like, yeah, a, a normal dose, yeah, kind of the same cup, thing where you were at. Yep, same as the first time. Went back in.
0: Yeah, just went back in. Um, And it kind of just, you know, picked up where it left off. And the, the feeling was very similar. Um, it, it was intensifying. Intensifying? Is that a word? We'll go with Intensifying? Yeah, it was intensifying a little bit. We make our own words here. <laughs> and, uh, So... And then um, you know, so I was staying in that place still for a while. Where it was like you know, no no analysis, just feel the feel the um, feel the the healing happening, right? Like I felt my body my body was just moving a lot. Like I was just kind of like in a little rhythm. I, I felt my spine just kind of coming into alignment, and all these things. Like you, the, it was like being retuned. Excuse me. And uh, and then suddenly I got a, a, a like a, a vision or a hit of like, poof, all right, this is like I just got kind of smacked a little bit. Like, all right, now it's time to turn your mind towards this topic a little bit, right? And it was my 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 father. And I was like, okay, all right. Like, he came into my mind, and I didn't want to... I realized it wasn't just to something to just let go and go back to, to dancing, right? Like, I was like, all right, why is this coming up? Like, this feels... I'm not overanalyzing, but this is, is becoming clear to me. And um, essentially, I spent the next... I would say I don't know 2 hours or so um writing him a letter. And
1: so is that what you were doing during like during the ceremony? Yeah. Cuz I noticed you like were journaling a lot and I'm yeah. like dude, I'm on another planet. How are you writing stuff <laughs> yeah, right now? Right? And I'm like get back in here. Like it's <laughs> No, a, I was there. A, yeah, okay. But but I
0: was also so like I spent like 3 hours but it's only like you know, two pages in my journal cuz I would like write a sentence and then I would get like like taken to 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 past places and specific times with him and in specific instances in my life that I was working through them and and feeling what was being felt there, what was or what was not being felt there, what was missing, and um, you know, and and I should start by saying, me and my father have a, a great relationship, and we always have. He's an incredibly important person in my life, and I think he's a very unique, beautifully unique person. Um, everybody that meets him is just like overwhelmed by his just sense of presence and, and love and connection to him. He's just, everyone's, he's just he's such a great guy. Like he's just such a great guy. And it's like, cause it's so authentic, you know, he's not, he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, he's not a, a showy guy. He doesn't buy people expensive gifts. He, half the time he, he forgets people's names, but like he doesn't, he doesn't care. They don't care. It's just like he, when they're talking to him, they just feel presence. They feel genuine connection and all that stuff, um, and I've been blessed to, you know, experience that my whole life, you know, as my, my father, um, and like any other relationship, important relationship, there are missing pieces to it, and um, it was taking me back through some times in my life where um, I, we, you know, we, there were, I would say, they really kind of summed up a lot of like there were conversations that needed to be had between the two of us that 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 weren't being had. Um, at certain points in my life, specifically, I was spending a lot of time reiterate um, reflecting on my childhood reg- uh, around sports and how much him and I bonded through sports. And he was, you know, my coach, and we uh, specifically baseball and wrestling. And and um, I excelled in both of those sports. I would say probably baseball more, although I ended up turning my attention towards wrestling the most, and, um, you know, the, the, the minor details aren't super important, but, you know, we had, dream, you know, the, he wasn't like a very, he didn't pressure me, it was a very good relationship in, in that way, but he encouraged me, and he believed in me, and he gave me so much belief in myself, and as time went on, and I got older, Dream certain dreams that I was very, very, very convinced were going to be true regarding, you know, my aspirations and where I was going to end up as a baseball player and things like that started, Um, you know, the reality was coming to the fruition that they, they probably weren't going to happen. You know, I, I went from being a standout every field I stepped on to kind of like a good player to kind of like, you know, one of the good players to like, all right, you know, this is kind of, ending you know and it was a really difficult process for me because i i just couldn't understand why and you know I, re- I reflect on it all the time it's like this is what i was seeing I'm like man i'm still holding on to this in so many ways i'm still looking back at like you know, where did the baseball start to to change where did wrestling you know all this stuff and um i ended up and stopping playing baseball pretty abruptly to go all in on wrestling and all these things and the moral of the story was, I was a teenager and kind of confused at what was going on, confused about life in general, and all this stuff. And uh, there was, I think, a lot of moments where I, uh, I, I just he wanted to play a bigger role in my decision. You know, like talk me through and really just like, hey, what's going on? What are you thinking? What are you feeling? Like, tell you know, just let's just. Be honest about it, you know. Be honest with each other, and and I wanted that too. But we just, uh, and this is also what I was learning was that as much as we love each other and have a great relationship, our relationship struggled in the, when it time when it came time whenever it came time to like really just like be deep and and emotionally connect about a, a topic of, of struggle or uncertainty and all these things. So I was spending a lot of time, and I was writing back to him about. How important he was to me And how I You know Was sorry in a lot of ways For not Allowing him I, I, I took away A lot of chances For him to be that role for me By You know Typical teenage stuff Just kind of Fleeing the scene Of of a difficult circumstance You know And not being honest And all that stuff And then As I was unpacking All this And I was writing And I was What I was getting Was this, this I was seeing his energy and, and how he Handles all these situations And I was able to recognize patterns in him in me in my uncles on that side of him, so I was recognizing Costello broad Costello male patterns, and a lot of it was coming back to inability to really have the important conversations through times of, of struggle and uncertainty and how both sides want them and but how hard it is for us to really just sit and connect on that level. And then I was able to see in his life, I didn't see specifics, but I was able to see that, you know, he struggled because you know, his father struggled with that. You know, and like it was just like in our family and then like I was even able to sense that his father who I who who passed away when I was very young and I was able to see how his father struggled because his father or you know his parents his lineage was the same way and, I, and, and these people I never even met but the this feelings were clear and it was all it was all of a sudden I realized like this this is this pain I'm feeling and this missing these missing pieces are are not just my own right this is something that's just being passed down and um, so I was spending so much time really interpreting that and being clear with myself of things I wanted to say to him and ways i wanted to really work on that together and how i wanted to have some of those conversations now even still you know and like reflect like what what were you really feeling during these times and things and you know i want to learn about his father a little bit more because i don't know a lot about his father because he passed when i was young and i was always afraid to talk about it, because I knew it made him sad, you know, so as a kid, all I remembered him was being very sad, and anytime his father came up, it it was a sad thing, and I didn't want to make my dad sad, so we never really talked about it, but, um, but anyway, so it it was like, but I was, I was also feeling all of that sadness, I was feeling all the emotions, I was feeling all my, um, like misunderstanding as a child of of what this stuff really means, and father-son bonding, and so it was, it was a really, really, really deep experience for me, and, um, it, 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 it was a, one of the, i've i've had some instances in medicine ceremonies where i was able to really understand the sort of generational trauma kind of idea and like feel it mm-hmm. and and again just for people very quick side note we this word trauma comes up a lot in these circles right and people are like afraid of oh, what kind of traumas are going to come up in my past traumas and like it's not always this like crazy, abusive, you know, which in many cases it can be, but trauma doesn't always mean that something as simple as like my dad and I not having conversations at important times in my life. And then me like, like that's the trauma. And what I did, what I, what came from there is instead of these times that could have brought us closer, I actually, it created distance between us. There was like these elephants in the room that we weren't addressing and, you know, then I just kind of, you know, did all teenage stuff. And, like, the gap just grew a little bit more. And I'm um, seeing my relationship with him. There's been distance between us slowly growing over years and, and how bad I want that back. But um, but I was seeing that and he the, how he felt that in his family. like So this generational trauma spread throughout
1: our family was, like, being felt and seen very, very clearly. Yeah. That's, uh, first off, that's, like, thank you for sharing that, man. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... Uh these are all things that like I had no idea about mm-hmm. in real life. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's for me, it's something that I can relate to so much. Like being, again, a former athlete, going through the, um, the, the failed athlete syndrome of figuring out how mm-hmm. to like move on when that didn't work out. And then, yeah, the connection to, like you say, your, your father and all these things. You, you mentioned trauma at the end. I think you're, that you're so spot on that trauma isn't necessarily this like super traumatic event and how we think about it. Like the story that's on the news when yes. it comes out yeah. kind of thing. Um, it's these daily traumas that we're all going through. And it's that distance that becomes traumatic. Yes. It's, yes. it's not a traumatic event, but it leads to that, to that, mm-hmm. uh, to that place. Right. And yeah, like having distance with your, like some of the closest, most loved people in your family, that's traumatic. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's so many people who, almost devalue their own struggle because they feel like it's not bad. enough. Exactly. Right. They feel like it's not worth, um, feeling the way they feel. Yeah. But the reality is it's there. Right. And, and so like for me in a similar sense, like my traumatic type experience was that I was too comfortable growing up. Like I was fortunate that I had a, um, a really amazing teacher help me unpack this a bit ago, but like growing up, my parents would validate everything I did, regardless of whether it was good or not. Mm -hmm, And I was like always, um, always, always hyped up and always whatever. So then when I got to the real world and it's like, or I was playing sports at a higher level and, and all these things and I wasn't getting that, it's like, what the fuck, what's going on? Yeah, like, yeah. how do I handle this? Mm. And it was like, I had no idea how to process. And, uh, and it was because of this like comfort trap that I had for the first 15 or 20 years of my life yeah. where it's like, you look at that, like, how is that traumatic? Right. But it's, it's almost like we all have problems for different reasons, some people have problems because their life was so hard. Some people have problems because their life is so easy. Right. And regardless, they're different. And it's our job to do the work to unpack it. Mm. And so you mentioned like, there's, it's, a, it's a generational thing within the Costello family, or the, the, the male yeah. Costello you know, uh, like lineage. And it's just so cool that someone has to break that. Yeah. It's going to continue until someone does something different. Right. And now you being in a ceremony, spending two hours writing a note to your father that's you like taking responsibility for something that isn't your fault, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is so cool because that's what makes change. Mm. That's what moves forward. And Mm. so, so hearing that come out is just, uh, Mm. that's exciting because I think there's a lot of, um, you know, we're men here. So like talking the male, uh, you know, energy, um, there's a lot of men out there who would really benefit from that. And I think would love to hear that. Yeah. That they are, again, regardless of whose fault it was that ended up where they are, we can take responsibility for creating a new future right. and and that's what it is a new generation of these masculine leaders the yes. people who are willing to go first who are willing to have the hard conversations and it starts with you it starts with me it starts with us yeah and and that's so cool to hear
0: cool yeah th- I'm, thank you for that validation um it, yeah and now i have a son you know so i was like it was I, w- I guess it was really showing me how important this was that this has to end now And. I've done a lot of other work, so another like family thing that I'm not going to go into at the moment, but and really more on my mom's side, but very much a, a scarcity-minded mentality that has been, you know, a very generational thing, starting with my other grandfather in the Great Depression, and they were, you know, dirt poor and like basically, we've been working so hard on that as a family. Like that ends here, line in the sand, no questions asked. That is ending, right? Um, but I was like overlooking this this other side too and this other piece and like you said, the 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 trauma, you know, it, it caused the gap, it causes a gap and that gap is what becomes like the trauma and what I've noticed is how I've, I could, I, you know, we'll do, we, we try to fill these gaps, these emotional gaps with so many other things, right? Like everything else is basically, everything in our life that we like chase after is usually trying to fill some kind of missing gap, you know? And uh, I was feeling that, and uh, noticing all the tendencies. So I always use the word tendencies. Like traumas create tendencies, and you know the tendencies that we have as a family to, you know, in, the, in these certain circumstances, and how important it was for me to to address. And uh, that'll I'll wrap, That's going to come back into play here as we mm-hmm. talk about the the next couple man, and, and stages. That's of
1: why it. that's why monks have figured out, man. They got no <laughs> gaps. <laughs> they got no gaps. They got no gaps. <laughs>
0: None. And I actually about when my wife and I sat in ceremony last. Month, it was the same kind of thing where we had a chance to actually just kind of hold each other during ceremony. She just sort of laid in my lap. We were outside and it was cold, and I was just kind of holding her. And we, in that moment, we just can our energies connected and completely like just became like a vortex of one singular energy. And the medicine showed us both. We didn't even need we, we talked a little bit, but we didn't even need to say much. We were just kind of reading each other's minds literally. And, um, what the medicine was showing us was that as much as you guys love each other, as much as the work that you've done, there there are gaps between you two. There's things that aren't being said that want to be said. And you know, they're subtle. Like we're very open, honest communication, but there's are subtle things that we're not even recognizing are there. But it showed us like if you really truly want to create the, the life, the life that you desire, the life that you're aiming after, if you truly want that to come to life and fruition, there can be no, gaps no gaps it has to be complete oneness one singular focus and we actually ended up through that sitting there we kind of we didn't talk much like i said but every once in a while i would feel it and i would just kind of whisper to her like we are one we are one we are one i must have you know we said it like over and over and that it has just become our mantra like it's one we are one um and i ended up writing this letter to my dad And towards the end of the letter i realized that. That doesn't just apply to me and her. That applies to me and my my whole family. You know, I want to feel that with my entire family, and um, it's gonna take time and work. And but I want to feel that oneness with with them all because, it, who cares what else I do in my life, if I don't feel that oneness and wholeness with my old family? You know, if I'm gonna to fill those gaps with whatever else I'm doing, I'm never gonna feel complete if I don't start there and build outwards. Yeah. yeah. So, um. But yeah, so that, I guess that would kind of wrap up the the second cup for me. For sure, for <laughs> yeah.
1: sure. And one thing um, on there as well, you mentioned is just the like dependency idea of things, like being uh, we we're, we're all like it's all a vice for filling these gaps mm-hmm. when we have them, and that can show up in every possible way. Like some people are alcoholics, some mm-hmm. people uh, you know get addicted to drugs, and some people exercise profusely all the time Mm -hmm. because that's where they fill these gaps Mm -hmm. and stuff and so this medicine and everything it's just it's it's so powerful in showing you where those dependencies are I think it can just like bring them very clearly to light of what is and what isn't serving you and then becoming aware of how you can fill these in more effective ways it's like you know all of these things can be great independently, like they can, they can be enhancing, uh, they can make things better, yeah. but they can also be like a, a crutch for yes. what you're actually going through. And right. it's like, let's sort through what we got and then find what's healthy and what serves us yes. and, uh, and move forward with it. Right. because yeah, it can be anything. And I think in our space, a lot of the people who uh, will be listening to this are people in the fitness and exercise base and, um, you know, looking a certain way. Uh, like mm-hmm. reaching a level of performance eating like ridiculously healthy quote unquote mm-hmm. um, can be of this this vice for a lot of people yes um, and it's just to start asking you know, ask those questions of why am I doing this if yes. I didn't do this if I didn't do this what would be the outcome mm-hmm. and, uh, and and starting to bring awareness to that yeah. because that's where the freedom is like that's why I just put a little note here of that's kind of the work of being human is figuring out like what are the, these dependencies and how can I get myself to a spot where I'm not codependent on any of them. Yes. Everything enhances my life because I'm choosing it. But if I had none of it, I'd be fine. Mm-hmm. I'm still enough. I'm still whole without it. And that's kind of what this spiritual journey exactly. is all about. Exactly. That's what I
0: was going to say. It's like people sometimes get afraid of that word spiritual when really it's just like, learning about yourself and why you do the things you do. And like, why do I really, yeah, I want whatever six pack or I want a f- fancy car or a big house. Like, but, but why? Like what, what, what's like, what am I really chasing after here? And like, that's spiritual work. Like yeah. it's, it's kind of like simple in a lot of ways. And you can then go, you know, take ayahuasca or something and, and like, and ha- you know, amplify that quite a bit. But really any of that just in, in, in introspective investigation about yourself is going to be spiritual work. Exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. and, yeah, and so to wrap up this kind of second cup, I just want to um bring to light kind of a little moment that you and I had in that oh, yeah, uh yeah. that I last I don't, song. I don't know what you're saying, I think I do. I can't remember I can't remember the exact words, but it's something mm-hmm. like surrender to the flow. Mm-hmm. Do you know that you know yeah. one? Um It's
0: uh Rod, you know the song? I
1: yes. I know.
0: release control and surrender to the flow oh, yeah. of love that will heal me.
1: Of love that will heal me. Yeah. yeah. And uh yeah, that moment it was I had moved to kind of like a, like a child's pose position and that song was like picking up and it's it like, took a,
0: they were building for like 40 minutes yeah, on that song. It was unbelievable.
1: Exactly. Unbelievable. And just obviously the words of it are very impactful. Yes. And then the feeling like the, the music, the sounds that they were you know putting with it. Um, we're just incredible. And then, yeah, Brian, you were like kneeling or sitting? I think so, yeah. Sit, and just then, kneeling up. Yeah, yeah, kneeling up. And then I was in like a child's pose, kind of just down, again, we're right beside each other. And so as this is really just starting to build, it's starting to build, and, and I just feel like Brian, he puts a hand on my back. Mm-hmm. And he puts a hand on my back, and I can just feel myself like breathing mm-hmm. into him. And then coming through, like I just start humming, and I can feel like the vibration coming from him, mm-hmm. from the music, from the room. And it was just this... Um, it's like I could feel like this like, like lightning bolt energy almost coming through um, him into me and me into him. And it was just this, yeah, this experience of like capping off this wild spiritual journey ride with like one of the most important people in my life. And it was just such a cool, um, cool moment for me where it was again that hand on my back of just like, I got you mm-hmm. in a way yeah. that you can't give in any other way with any word. Right, right? And it was, uh, for me, it was just a really kind of cool wrap up of that, that first medicine kind of part of it.
0: Cool. I'm glad you brought that up because it was actually a really a cool moment for me too. Um, one aspect that I didn't share about the first part was, so, you know, this, uh, you know, what I just shared about kind of male relationships and some, some issues I've had with those in the past, it extends it, it translates into other areas of my life Where I've just I've had trouble in my life You know Developing just You know True like brotherhood With, with, with males Like you know I have friends But To have like a A true like brotherhood Kind of connection Was always been Something I struggle with Just because you know It requires more than just like Drinking beers And hanging out And partying you know And um I've noticed it more recently In my life And uh th- I think um you know it's something i'm determined to fix and and this was kind of the the feelings of the day and uh i i remember just uh like in that moment i just i don't know i felt called to just put my 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 hand on your back and when i did i just i like that's what i was feeling i was feeling like this brotherhood connection and i was like i can like it, it silly sounds like i i can do this like i can do this i can build these relationships and i can be there for 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 the important men in my life in a, in a, in a, you know, brotherhood type role, you know, in and in a, not a, not necessarily like a, a leader follower type of thing, but like a brotherhood, like, a, like a, an equal partnership. And so that was like actually like a transformer for me. It was, it was me, you know, and I felt myself wanting to like, maybe I should just take my hand away. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't, maybe this isn't like cool, you know, or whatever. And I was like, no, like I'm just putting my hand on their back. And like, I got you, I'm here. And it was like, I'm sure you could tell, it wasn't just like, I got you right now. This was like, I got you yeah. for, for good. You know, we're, we're in this, we're in this together. And I I wasn't sure, I thought you may have been like kind of struggling a little bit before that, just cause you had your head down and mm. I think you had a blanket
1: over your head. Yeah, yeah I had a blanket over my <laughs> so head. So like, I
0: kind of was like, I think maybe he's having a little bit of a hard time. Yeah. I'm not sure if that was true. Oh no, I was having a great time. Okay, okay. It's <laughs> just like when
1: I went to go flip over, <laughs> That's where the blanket landed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like cause I crawled through. I crawled through it. Kevin okay. And so no, I was having a blast. It was okay. a great time. Well, either way, but, it was uh, just like yeah. uh, I got you, man. Yep. I, I'm yep.
0: here for you, and this is like you know we came here to to, to connect and bond mm-hmm. and, and work through some stuff together, and and that's what we're here doing, and then we're going to continue to do. So yeah. that was really and,
1: cool. And you mentioned like that the leader follower thing. I think like this brotherhood, like we're talking about. It really is. It's a, it's a leader leader situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because actually one of the things that um, you mentioned to me for the first time, and like like as a, because, you know, for those listening, like the technical relationship here, like Brian's my boss by definition in, in our work relationship, um, and he's very good at making me feel validated and like, um, you know, grateful for the work I do, all these things. But he mentioned that I am a leader to him, and I'd never thought about it like that, because I've always viewed him as mm-hmm. a leader to me. And so for him to mention that, that like in ways, like I am a leader for him, it's like, this is the brotherhood that we're, we're chasing, that we're mm-hmm, after, where mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's not someone serving the others in this vertical relationship. It's two people, or it's multiple people, um, an infinite amount of people at the top, all leading and enhancing each other Absolutely. in their own way by showing up in like the realest, rawest, most vulnerable state. And having the power of each of us like like amplify, magnitude it. Yes. And so that was a really cool thing for me where it was like again talking about this like I have the power type mm-hmm. thing. Um, having me understand that for someone that I view as like a leader in my life to view me in that sit in that sense also is is just was just a really really cool thing. And talking about brotherhood and this thing, yeah. it's like we do this work at the top. We do this work ourselves so that we can go out and share it with with other people, and we can create these connections, and we can um, bring this work to more people out there by being the ones to go first. Right. You know, it's that like all go first mentality yes. of like, if we want more love, we want more connection, we want more vulnerability as the definition of masculinity, then that's how we live. Mm. And when we live like that, we create more of it. And that's, you know, the, we started shifting the world one person at a time. So, yeah, so yeah, it was definitely a really cool. Cool, world. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And as far to me, you know, I, you, like I told you, you're a leader to me, you're a teacher to me. Um, I, and I aim to, you know, anyone that's brought on the team, Raj over there, same, same deal. Um, and, you know, obviously the work that we've done, the three of you, me and, and Matt over the years, and we've had this co, like co-leadership. You know, we get on these calls each week and we, there, there is no real hierarchy once it's there. Right. And for me, I, I want to continue to, to build relationships in that manner with, on, on this team it, there's no point in just bringing more people on the team for me to like boss around. right. I want people that can teach me too and lead me too. And, and uh, you know, leaders leading leaders is, is what this is all about over here. So um, yeah, that, that, that was a really special moment. Thank you for mm-hmm. reminding me about that. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So I guess we'll, we'll kind of move into the, the Sananga hop. Hey, yeah. do you want to take a quick break? Are you feeling good to keep rolling? Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's keep rolling. Yeah. Um, so just a real quick introduction. There's two, Medicines that we did towards the end. Um, one is called Sananga, which is which are eye drops. The other is called Hape, which is a um, a powder. This uh, San. Do, well, uh, let me ask: Is there a lot anything specific you need to share about Sananga? Not anything?
1: really, other than it just. It feels like you're getting pepper spray. Yes, like pretty much it, really. yeah, and I've never been pepper spray, but I can't imagine burning in your eyeballs any more than that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. For anyone like wondering what it feels yeah. like, you literally put these eye drops in your eyes, yeah, and it's your eyes burn like you do not believe. Yes, and and Brad, do you want to speak to a little bit more of like what the purpose of it is, like what they talk yeah, about?
0: Yeah, so. Um, the, so it's a Amazonian medicine as well, and it's actually something that a lot of um, they would use before uh, hunts and stuff to just really sharpen the senses, specifically the vision, but also like the from what I understand, like the perce- like sharpen like your perception of what you're seeing as well, and um, in it's also like a, like a heart opening medicine. So it will like, you'll feel it come in and then kind of come down to the heart and sort of like, it's like so intense, but then it like softens and like softens the heart and allows the, the walls around the heart to dissolve a little bit. And so all this work that, you know, it's why it's towards the end. It's like all these things like you can, it's a really rough ride, but now you can kind of like soften into it and let your heart feel all the stuff. And, and just, it, it, it's grounding as well. And um, I, Personally didn't have much from it this time. I mean my visuals picked up a little bit I it was it was gr- like I felt grounded from it like it like kind of brought me back to earth a little bit um, But uh, I I do trust these medicines that there's you know other stuff happening that maybe is beyond my perception But uh, was there anything there to, to, to share? No,
1: nothing major in terms of like It didn't take me anywhere necessarily. It was more of like you say, grounding It's like you're here you're now because that's all you can think about mm-hmm. And the softening aspect of it, because it's like, while your, your eyes are burning in like such an intense, like vivid way, it's how can I soften into this? And they, they talk to you talk you through as you're, you're getting ready for it of like, the more you soften, the more you allow it to, to do its work. Mm-hmm. It's like the more you resist and clench and tighten up, yes. the worse, like it, you're not letting it do its yep. thing. So. This idea of being in like basically excruciating pain, like if you're calling it anything, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And, and, and then being able to like soften, surrender, allow, and um and, and that's what I felt like it was it was a cool practice of that. Um, the guy um uh, delivering it was like, oh, you take you take cold showers. He's like, oh, it's like the same thing, just like just <laughs> let it go. Like it wasn't the same thing, <laughs> but it uh, but it's the same idea yes. of discomfort and then like allowing it to to be because like I can't change it; it's there now. And and how can we like let it flow? And you can actually feel things start to soften yeah, and yeah. Um, you know start to kind of move through. So yeah. it was uh, again one where you, you didn't feel anything magical, but it, the trust of like this is a part of the process. There's, yeah. there, there's things happening that uh, that's like you say beyond our consciousness. Mm-hmm. And things, so
0: and then uh, yeah, that so what it happened is you know I you know about five ten minutes I was like all right I feel great mm-hmm. I was kind of like back to earth still feeling like incredibly elevated and vibrating high but but pretty grounded. And uh, I went over to sit with a friend who was on the other side of the the doorway from where I was sitting, and um, we just started, you know, having actually a really awesome conversation about just some of the things we took away and whatnot, and uh, I knew they were starting Hapay. But I was like, whatever, I've done pay a thousand times. Like, I actually really enjoy it. It's like my favorite,
1: like, I like. it's just,
0: you know, brings it all home for me at the end.
1: Yeah, Brad, Brad goes, when we're getting ready for this, he's like, yeah, pay. it's at the end. It's this nice, like, grounding thing. It just, like, brings you back, and uh, I'll let you keep going.
0: Yeah, so pay was a little different this time, a little a little bit more intense than usual. Um, so I'm sitting there, and, uh, you know, we're chatting and chatting, and all of a sudden, um. You know, I think he, he like calls me over, like, hey, you know, it took like your turn. I was like, oh, shoot, okay, okay, gotta go, gotta go do my hape. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm telling him, like, just, you know, go ahead, blast me, you know. <laughs> so, and so let me actually explain the medicine. Yeah. So, hape is a, it's a, it's like a, a powder. It's actually made from ground up Amazonian, uh, different plants. Vari- there's all different types and different, I guess, like strains, so to speak, would be the word. But, um, it's a ground up, um, uh, roots and plants and tree bark and and different sacred tobaccos and all these things, and it actually gets administered it gets passed um, up the served up your nose, so through um, a pipe so you don 't snort it, but the the server will load one side of the pipe you bring it up to your your nostril, and they <laughs> they blow it up your nose and it 's violent you know it 's a <laughs>
1: Yeah, to, it, put it, to put it put into context. They're basically taking this ground up powder, tobacco, yeah. whatever it is, and blowing it into your brain. Yes. It's basically like way up yeah, there. It's yeah. It's way up yeah. there.
0: In fact, when I was learning how to pass, uh the, the, the teacher told me, like, basically pretend you're trying to blow it out of the back of their head. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So and uh and then they, and then you somehow have to then do the other nostril yeah. like a few seconds later. And it can be really intense, and it's again grounding. It brings you. There's nothing in the world you can think about other than what's going on. So t- let's let's hear let's hear your hot pie experience, a little yeah. bit. or like just like the serving, the beginning of it at least. Yeah. So it was it was, it was, it was long. It kind of ended up being a long thing. for it, it did. For both it of us. Uh,
1: yeah. it went pretty long there, and it was because one thing that through all of this, um, purging is is quite normal. Yes, so purging yeah. is it's, it's throwing up. There's. Uh, there's you know it's th- it's things that go on with that and everything. Did but you purge at all prior to this? I purged once you did? Um, okay. during the second cup of ayahuasca. Okay, yeah, I think, I, think I did as well. Not much came out, but I'm yeah. pretty sure it was kind of... And it felt just like a nice little release and then yeah. back to it. Yeah. Um, but nothing for me, no, no major purging or anything up to that point. And then... Now I see because like they were going around the room, I was probably maybe seventh in line, and everybody is just hurting. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. they all look like they're not having a good time, <laughs> and so I get over and like okay, like it is what it is, yeah. and uh, I had this beautiful woman beside me, um, Karina. She was just such an amazing, um, amazing human, and she was just uh, talking me through of just like just like. Kind of hyping me up of like uh, you know yeah it's it's not easy but it's like that's what we're here for mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I'm that's what I'm here for like yeah. it's like I wasn't like I wasn't expecting it so so he comes up and uh, and yeah and you <laughs> up one nose <laughs> and then it took me like probably a good five probably 10, 15 seconds like I had to just like kind of digest it or, like mm-hmm. take it in and then I'm like okay just do the other one mm-hmm. get it like yeah. let's go and <laughs> up the other up the other nostril. And then it's, yeah, this sensation that starts, like, obviously up in, like, your brain. Yeah. Like, up in, up in your head where you feel this stuff um, in there, like, instantly expanding. And it's almost like a, like a waterfall of sensation just down the rest of your body, mm-hmm. like, instantly. Mm-hmm. Like, it's up there and then you start feeling it floating down through the rest of your body. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, yeah, it's like, it's a tingly, like, floating, um, like, spacey type feeling where like, it was definitely the most intense like, physical sensation that I felt throughout the entire time. Okay. And, uh, and then from there, it's like that's when the purging starts coming like pretty mm. instantly yeah. where it's, uh, yeah, you, know, you got your bucket there and everything and there's stuff coming out. I mean, there's not much coming out at this point, but uh, I just remember the lifesaver that Brian forgot where the guy's <laughs> like, drink water. It'll make it easier yeah. to throw up. <laughs> so every time I could take a breath, it would be like taking a sip and then you know, you'd go a minute or two and then it come back up. And then, but it... Um, it was just, yeah, this very grounding um, experience where I can't say necessarily there was a ton of perspective to it or anything, but it was just a really nice, quote-unquote nice, because it wasn't nice <laughs> at all, way to wrap it up of like, this is hard, and that's how it's supposed to be. Mm. You know, like, um, there was a lot of like beauty and, and everything up to that point, and then this was the you know entire room all puking at the same time. in mm-hmm. together, At this, it, it was a... It was, yeah, it was challenging. It was definitely challenging to get through that spot. And um, yeah, I can't say there was any massive things going on other than this is the only, like, I, like I'm nowhere but right here. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. Uh, it, it grounds you, it puts mm-hmm. you in that, in that place where you're, again, surrendering to the medicine, to what it's yes. doing for you. Where you don't have any ability to think about or operate in any other context, but, but right here. So, yep. um, so, yeah, I'm not sure, again, if, if that's a, a normal type of hop-head experience in terms of not necessarily, well, you're not thinking much or there's not much coming to you, but it is more of that just like grounding back to earth, back to reality Type of uh, type of finish to get through, so it was yeah. it was pro- probably a good hour or so at least. Uh, yeah, I think so at least from when we took it to when it was kind of like okay, yeah. let's wrap this up.
0: Right. Um, yeah, I would say it was a much more intense topic experience yeah, than normally right. for me. It's usually similar, but it, it, for me personally, the most intense by a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and that that I'll share that this was very. It ended up being very transformative for me. Um, yeah. So. And I I work with this medicine pretty extensively in ceremony. I also use it in just everyday life and meditation stuff in small doses. Um, But as soon as I was served, I was like, this is, it was just different today. And the second nostril, I was ready to purge basically the moment it hit me.
1: Actually, all I remember in that spot, right as it hit you, because I was like a couple minutes ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. All I was trying to do is I'm like, okay, don't start puking while he's in this. Like, let him do his thing. Because as soon as I start, he's going to start. And I'm like, no, let him have a moment. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I try to yeah, hold yeah. it. But anyways, yeah, like basically right as it hits, you're ready to purge. Yeah. yeah.
0: And like you said, it was just a f- complete full body intense experience. And my entire body, every cell in my body was just uh, exploding kind of. Like I feel like everything in me wanted to come out and this actually ended up being very very transformative for me so um i just it just starts coming out right and it's coming out and it's like at first it just kind of feels like I'm puking but then i start um it's now all coming full circle of everything that i kind of went through throughout the ceremony thoughts the feelings the emotions the energy that was moving around was all now wanting to come out like the body was trying to clear out all of this this pain and emotions that were clogged up inside of me for years right so we're talking about you know it's reflecting on stuff from childhood right that somewhere in there my body was holding on to and and now it's like all right you 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 started up you, you moved it around and now it's time for it to come out and but it was a physically very difficult for my body to get it out, but the medicine was determined to get it out of me. Probably would have helped
1: if you drank some water. It would have helped if I drank <laughs> some
0: water. But I just I just didn't. <laughs> I couldn't even think about it at first. And um what happened over the next I would say probably good half an hour or so of just I couldn't think about or do anything else besides mm-hmm. purge or and or take a few breaths between purging and and it wasn't like a ton coming out, but it was like so just uh you know, I won't get gross. It was just like some just nasty stuff coming up though. And um, but what was really interesting for me was like I started to fall back, I started to um kind of go back into deeper into the thoughts and things I was having as I was purging every time it was like I was feeling exactly what the body was releasing. I was feeling the the exact Pains, the exact discomforts I was feeling when I lost in the county. uh, Sorry, not the semifinals of wrestling. Like when my basically all my my you know dreams of winning the counties, which was a very very big thing for me my entire life. I didn't share this part, but my dad won the counties as well. My grandfather won the counties as well. I would have been we would have been the first family to ever have three generations of county champions. So like, and I thought you know I worked my whole life to win and I didn't. And that was all part of the stuff and it but and like that like I felt that coming out of me. and it fucking hurt so bad. my whole body was just cringing in pain. and then it just kept coming and it kept coming and then it was the it was the the conversations that didn't happen, like I said, it was the moments in time that were missed. Then it was the then I felt my dad's pain, then I felt my my uncle's pain. then I felt the whole lineage of pain and it was coming out of my body and I started realizing. I'm. This is my work right now. My work is to clear this out. If I want this to end, I have to. You know, there's no time and space in this world. Like it's all happening together. If I want this to end moving forward, it has to end going back. I have to. I'm clearing out all of this stuff, and and that isn't even mine. Like this isn't like this isn't even my pain that's coming out. Not all of it is even mine. And then I started feeling like specifically other people's pain in my family, and it was coming out and coming out. And uh, so violently though Like And It was such An intense experience It was so intense And as I had my Head in the bucket I was just like It was such a strange feeling Because it was like I was feeling the feelings As they were coming up too I was feeling shame, guilt You know Like it was like But they were coming out And they were like Kind of being released And then I was just had my head in there and I could like see it all, and I was like, "There it is, like there it is. It's it's all the pain. It's every. It's it's all. It's all out. It's it's coming out. Just just let it out." And um, the actually, the, so at, at one point, I, so then I, I like I'm looking at it and I could see in the vomit, like not the gross, of everybody but This is important it actually started to take shape into the, I could see my father's face in there. I could see just his pain. and um, We recently had a medicine experience together last year where he shared some things with me about some pain from his childhood that I never had known about. And I saw that and I felt his pain from that. And then it just started coming out so, so hard. And it was his, and it was, you know, stuff he's been holding on to for 60 years just being pushed out of me. And it was just so, so, so intense. And um, I I just eventually just, my body just kind of like gave out. And I was just laying there with my head in the bucket. And all of a sudden, like, I I was coming out of like fight or flight mode. And I was just breathing and I could just like just deep guttural, like. (sighs) (sighs) It was the only thing my body could do was just this guttural breath. And it was like echoing through the bucket. And I just felt like an animal. It was like animalistic, you know. And then I looked at the vomit again, and it actually took the shape. There's um, uh, a white buffalo head took shape in front of my eyes, and I was just staring at the buffalo. It was just vivid. I was just staring right in the eyes, and it was like, like expanding and contracting with my own breath. And it just, I, and I felt like an animal. It was like, <sighs> And then, like I, but I watched the buffalo, and it just started to ground me, and ground me, and ground me, and finally, I, I finally, like asked myself, I was like, is it is that it? Did you get it out? Are you okay with this? Are you? This is it. Don't pull out early. Like, are you okay with this? And I finally came to the conclusion, like, yes, it, it's it's all out. And I just took my head out, and I just, like, collapsed. You you probably remember seeing Mm -hmm. me. I just, like, collapsed into the fetal position. And I was just, like, I've never, I think it's the most physically exhausted I've ever been in my life. Just, like, uh, my body just, like, was just shut down. I just, like, couldn't do anything. And, um, and in that moment, I had just every feeling of, I, I felt proud But I felt sad, but I felt hopeful. I just couldn't understand all the feelings, but they were all there. And um, it was, that was probably the most transformative part of the experience and which was the most of any experience that I had, I've ever had. And then I, so I came home today and I actually looked up this morning, the um, Buffalo medicine, shoot, I should've saved the page. And um, what was interesting because i know that buff. so a lot of native tribes consider the buffalo and or the bison to be the if i'm not mistaken the the like original animal like the oldest animal of earth um and uh one of the things i saw here is that white and and specifically white buffalo um signals a time of abundance and plenty, which sounds unrelated to what I'm talking about, but in my opening intention was about abundance. It was about finding abundance and I've been tasting it, but really truly living it in abundance. And it says here, Buffalo Medicine is also also knowing that abundance is present when all relations are honored as sacred and when gratitude is expressed to every living part of creation. And that's like what I felt. I felt life, death, Pain, happiness, joy, fear, love, like all at the same time, all at the same time. And like how incredibly painful the process was, The whole, it felt like the most beautiful thing I've ever been a part of. And it was, it was overwhelming. And then one of the other things here that I thought was interesting was uh, about White Buffalo was to honor another's pathway, even if it brings you sadness, is a part of the message that the Buffalo brings. And that was really felt you know I was thinking about Matt and uh you know just how much I love him as a brother and how much we've done work together and I'm honoring his pathway of of something new and and um it does bring me some sadness but not in a way I want to take it from him and uh in just that moment I just felt like everything I just felt i literally felt everything in the world at one time and my body just collapsed basically um so that that was really special for me it was good to have you there by my side
1: yeah that's that's really beautiful i had no idea that yeah i didn't even have the energy to tell you any of that well of course yeah and we all wanted to save a little bit for this anyway but i like again as i'm having a much different experience right beside you i see you going through that. And yeah, like I said, you had your head in a bucket for half an hour and then clapped in the fetal position for half an hour and like no idea that this is kind of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, everything you say there, like it's just, you know, you finished up a little note I've just put here of just like the beauty in facing yourself and like facing Mm -hmm. the reality of these things. Like it's one, like I said, one of the hardest, most challenging, most painful situations and things that you could possibly imagine. And it's also the most beautiful at the same time, because it's it's truth. It's not about seeing what you want to see. It's not about being right. It just, this is truth. Like this Mm -hmm. is what Mm -hmm. it is. It's just what it is. It's just what it is. And when you can actually see that, and again, a combination of everything from the ceremony, Leading you to that place to you know purging it all. It's like that's just truth sitting in that bucket exactly right in right. front of you.
0: It was just pure. Tr- I yeah. wasn't disgusted by it. I wasn't. It was just like, it was just exactly how I felt. What you just said there, and I, it was like, I also had this like, like you finally, you finally really faced yourself today. You know, and it seemed like the not like that big of stuff. You know, but it was like I finally faced some really hard stuff and accepted my role in, in trying in this healing for myself and for others. Like I fully accepted that role and, and put, did what, you know, you let the medicine put me through whatever it needed to put me through to get, have this happen today. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was, it was something. It was something.
1: <laughs> yeah. And yeah, for me to be, be able to be there with you going through one, like you described as pot, probably the most impact for meaningful transformation or whatever is, uh, so cool to be able to have you know, to share that kind mm-hmm. of uh, to share that with you um as you're going through it because that's stuff that uh, you can't unsee and i think that's what this medicine really does is it um for someone like myself being in this spiritual world for so long or for a bit now it's all been more the like personal development side of just um doing the work to unpack all of these best you can but this stuff just blows the, um, the, the, the doors off of it. Yes. And it puts it in front of you in a way that you can't look away. Um, mm-hmm. you, you have to see it. Mm-hmm. And so with that, obviously, there's the responsibility on the other side to be willing to, to not fight it. Because I know, you know, within this room, we didn't mention really anybody else around us, but people are having much uh, a, a wide array of experiences. Yes, yes. You know, there's people who are like hysterically crying in, and you know, all of these things over in one corner and you know, someone who was having quite the experience that like charged out of the room during yes. his first yes. his first cup. And so there's people who are all having they, they respond to all this very differently, but the, the 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 outcome is that you always see what you need to see. Mm-hmm. It shows you what you're meant to what you're meant to be shown. And when you're willing to see that and do the work and everything, it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty powerful. It's pretty crazy. Yeah,
0: it really was powerful is the word. And I shared in the, in the closing share, I said, that was the most transformative day of my life. It really was. And you know, they're all, I, I kind of feel like that almost every time, yeah. but this one was like, yeah, yeah. like there was something like that, that last spot specifically, it was like, was, was, deeper than I was able to really access otherwise. And it was beyond really my, my comprehension of what could be done in those, in those circles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like that, that, that was like the big summer that kind of sums it up for me really. Yeah. But I don't know, did you have anything else you want to add there summary wise?
1: <laughs> Not a ton. I think like, uh, just the difference between, um, you and I obviously very different experiences and what we, what mm-hmm. we kind of got out of it. Like, um, like me doing my hope when I'm um, purging this whole time, it's uh for me, it's like every time my head came out of the bucket, I would smile and look over at Karina beside me. It's uh there was there was almost like a beauty in this, this purging yes. of again taking these perspectives back to to everyday life of how I can like live with just more joy, how I can um can can bring more of the things that I want into my life. And it's like if I can find happiness purpose in in these, like this craziness of, you know, purging puking for the 14th time in the last 20 minutes. It's like, you can find that anywhere. (laughs) And so it was, um, it was a very like, like high level, like kind of spiritual experience for me where it was in the, Highest sense of it was kind of contemplating the question of like, what is the meaning of life? Yeah It's this thing that like, you know, you kind of spend your life wrestling with that question mm-hmm. and it was just a very uh, a very good uh, Experience of that a very good opportunity yeah. to actually dive in and and look at all of these things Like yeah. look at myself very uh, you know clearly and um, I, I was thinking a part of, of how to describe like who is this for like what's the purpose of it that that term of like facing yourself is what I, I feel this really does. Mm-hmm. And so I think I found this at the perfect time because I, if I would have done this before I had faced myself in a lot of other ways, I think I would have it would have scared the shit out of me mm-hmm. and I would have I I would, I would have enjoyed it. like it would have been a, a very bad well, it would have been the experience I needed, mm-hmm. but it would have been not a good experience in it. Um, so for me it was perfect to do a lot of this work and then come to expand where I think there are some people and there were people in our, in our group there that this was their first time ever yes. looking at themselves yes. Yes. And, and seeing it for what it actually is. And they all came out of it after nine hours of hell. Yeah. They came out of it with, like they're living in a new world today mm-hmm. than yeah. they were when they, when they went into it. So mm-hmm. for anyone who wants to face them or is interested in facing themselves and seeing the true reality Like, no masks, no bullshit, no story that anyone can sugarcoat and just see what it actually is. That's what this can do for you. And it was a a really cool opportunity to do that and see the areas. um, For me, it was mainly, like, an abundant, expansive thing of, like, look at all the the, the amazement and all the beauty that's around you and, like, lean into that, appreciate that, create Mm -hmm. more of that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have the power to do this in all other ways. So... It was, it was very much like the, the word that I used to describe when I was like my final share was just, I just, I just feel expansive yeah and, and everything else that, you know, with with work, with what we're doing here, with my relationships, with the people around, all the things I love doing, it's like there's so much room for possibility yes. and, and so much room to like just keep growing right. in this infinite way mm-hmm. where there is no limit. And so, so that was, yeah, my kind of main takeaway coming yeah. from that and, and seeing things in that light. Exactly.
0: So. And he said something about like, you know, the meaning of life or whatever. And it's like, yeah, like the meaning of life is to experience life. And like yesterday, yeah, so, you know, you, you just, you experience, like I experienced every like emotion and every feeling you could possibly be feeling like that. The medicine teaches like that's go out and do that, go out and experience it all. And like really feel everything in this life, feel it deeply. And, uh, and I did that this weekend and it reminds me to go out and continue to do that yeah. in this world. So um, I think I'm about wrapped up on my, my thoughts and one or two other things you wanted to, to hit?
1: No, that basically uh, that basically covers it all for me. It was just something that once again, like I never really saw myself ever going down a route of this being something that I was going to do. And then. It's funny, the more I dive into this, the more I just want to continue exploring, experiencing, and, and experimenting with all of these different things. Um, just for that same thing you just mentioned of experiencing everything to life to its fullest. And and that's what I'm all about. That's what yes. that's what this that's what this is all is all at. So going from the meathead crossfitter hockey player guy to now doing these spiritual ayahuasca ceremonies and and going through all of this has been quite the journey. And it's like um I hope that another two, five, 10 years from now, I'm also doing things that I never expected I would have done because that's like the growth that I want to be yes. on. I want to I be able to um, share experiences with all different things and be able to connect and relate and just grow and, into the, the the most me version of me, which is what we're yes. kind of on. So, so yeah, very, awesome. glad, very glad, grateful, everything that I had the opportunity to do this. And um, it's something, this was my time. It was when it called to me is when it presented itself. And for anyone out there thinking about, should I do it? Is this something that I want to do? It's like, when the time's there, you'll know. Yep. And uh, it, when it calls you, you're never ready. And that's when sometimes you just gotta yep. take the leap when it uh, when it presents itself. So. Yeah, man.
0: Yeah, when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's when you'll know. So, yep. awesome, awesome conversation, man. Thank you for this, and thank you for being there with me. That was an amazing, amazing day. So, yep. thank you, Raj, on the uh, cameras over there. All right, guys, signing off. Thanks, See guys. Ya.